Hello again, I am Michael Lee, the Publicity Chair for the Magnetism and Magnetic Materials Conference coming up on October 31st in Minneapolis. You're about to hear the next installment in the series we've been working on with invited speakers and other notable attendees for the conference. My guest today is Dr. Weigong Wang, Associate Professor of both Physics and Electrical Engineering at the University of Arizona. In Minneapolis, he will be presenting in the Symposia on Recent Developments in Advanced Magnetic Tunnel Junctions. During this interview, Dr. Wong gave me an enlightening tour of his work on voltage-controlled MTJ switching currents, as well as the broader effort to reduce nanomagnet switching energies, which is a prerequisite for many future spintronic applications. I'll let Dr. Wong take it from here. Okay, so yeah, our research is mostly focused on the understanding of the physics and the materials uh, so that we can uh, reduce the energy of the spintronic devices. So mostly we're working with uh, uh, different mechanisms. So for example, the voltage-controlled magnetic anisotropy. That's something I will be talking about uh, in this conference. Uh, we also with other uh, materials such as uh, ferromagnetic material or antiferromagnetic materials, because those ones can potentially offer a higher speed and uh, potentially potentially lower energy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so that's the main direction we are working on right now. Okay, and you say your group is working on the physics and, and the materials. Do you, are you more on one side of that or the other? Are you a heavily materials development experimental team or are you, or are you doing all of that? Yeah. yeah. I, I would say we are sort of like a materials physics team. Mm -hmm. So uh, we develop uh, new materials. So for example, we we can grow material by the combinatorial we. So on one wafer, we can continuously tune uh, the composition of a certain, let's say a, a ternary system, you know. So then after that, we in Incorporate that in a particular structure, so either let's see a a a, a hole effect, spin hole structure, a spin valve, or, or a magnetic tunnel junction. Then we focus on the let's say uh, the magnetic resistance and the switching and the uh, the retention of the structure. Mm -hmm. And do you have um, on site like a clean room to do the you know the patterning and the fabrication of the actual Test oh, okay. I say that's what I mean. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's actually quite a. I, I like to brag. I, I've been here ten years. That's something I. I think I'm kind of a proud of. We have a whole set of. Uh, my lab. We have a whole set of uh, facility from, the the film deposition, uh, to the uh, nano fabrication. So, for example, we can make a small uh, devices down to about a uh, uh, hundred nanometer. In both in both dimensions? In, in both dimensions. So vertically by default, that's already very small. I mean, like uh, for spin valve or tunnel junction, it's already in the nanometer scale. Mm -hmm. The barrier is one or two nanometer. But naturally, uh, we also make sample as small as 100 nanometer. And after that, we can characterize uh, like uh, a structure, magnetic transport property, uh, for example, uh, for the uh, transport, we are able to uh, do uh, electrical switching down to 100 picosecond. 
So, so that's why we are able to push to the uh, to the lower limit of the energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, with your um, sort of voltage-assisted switching of MTJs, what's the? How do you describe the current state of that development? Is it primarily a, a research um, subject at the moment, or are there, you know, you know more, you know, production-level devices in the works out there? Yes, for the voltage controller switching right now, it, it's still mostly, I would say, in the research phase. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all those companies are in the memory business, right? They should a uh, great uh, interest, uh, Samsung, Micron, and uh, I mean, Intel as well. Uh, but right now, most of them are still in the phase of, let's say, uh, STT or SOT. Uh, that is sort of like a more easily to be realized. For the voltage assisted switching, there are sort of more stringent requirement on how to control the interfacial quality. The effect is mostly, is mostly based on the, the, the effective field generated by the electric field, right? So you have to uh, carefully tune the oxidation state between let's say the oxide and the ferromagnets. So in that regard, I think it's a, a still a process of understanding. Although the, the lowest energy, for example, right now uh, achieved in all the type of uh, uh, working spintronic device. I mean, like uh, for example, in a magnetic tunnel junction, right? You can read out a spin signal by, by resistance. So, so right now it's it's about a, a few femtojoule by this method, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, in the conference, I will be talking about our newest uh, uh, progress. We push to the energy about five femtojoule, for example. That is like a, a, about a ten to a hundred times better than the STT or SOT, you know. So, but but there's still a lot of things uh, still need to be done before, let's say, we can apply whatever we do in the lab. To, to a more sort of a mass production scale. Right. And do you, you know, the, the, the steps between now and then are those well-defined? Do you know, is it possible to know the specific targets of performance and, and manufacturability that you need or is that, or is that, is that not as, as well fleshed out yet? So, yeah, I guess it, it depends really like uh, how much, we can make a progress in this uh, direction. Uh, for this particular mechanism, right, the, the switching by initialized by voltage, uh, the biggest uh, uh, problem right now, the biggest challenge is the, the right error rate. So for STT or SOT, particularly STT, right, that the error rate can be like a 10 to negative nine or even better, you know. Mm -hmm. So you write one billion times only has one one a bit error. You probably know better than me in this regard. But but for the for the, for the voltage induced switching, it's sort of like a precessional. You know, you send it in a pulse. Half of the uh, if the pulse width is one quarter of the the switching period, then you flip to the other side. But if the pulse width is not a Carefully tuned to a specific bit of the of the memory cell, let's say, the switching can be overdue. So therefore, the uh, the error rate right now it's 
10 to the negative three or 10 to negative four. Mm -hmm. So I guess if we are thinking about uh, 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 application roadmap, it would be really, I think it depends on how much this error rate can be reduced to, to, to a level, I, I would think at least 10 to negative six, you know. Okay, and is, and is some of that partially a, a result of just the fabrication precision, you know, variations in size of your devices, you know, if in a larger scale environment when things are much more tightly controlled, do you think that on its own would, would reduce error rates? Right, that's actually precisely speaking, it could be a, a problem, you know, because when you uh, study one bean, that's what we're doing right now, right? The error rate is 10 to negative four, 10 to negative three. Uh, but if you imagine you have one building of it, you know, so so therefore the the problem would be worse if we consider in in this sense. Uh, the hope is like uh, if we understand more of the mechanism, uh, for example, how efficiently the uh, effective magnetic field can be generated by the electrical potential, mm -hmm. then we can sort of like uh, make uh, the VCMA coefficients much higher than right now. So in that case, then a smaller voltage can be applied and also the, the margin of this uh, uh, weight duration of the voltage can be enlarged. Okay. So then maybe in the future, the, the error rate can be, can be reduced dramatically in this way. Okay, and then um, maybe my last question on this line, does, does voltage uh, assisted switching, um, would that, directly replace, you know, existing, you know, SOT style MTJs or would it enable an even more functional device and designs that aren't, aren't currently being worked? Uh, that's a very good question. It actually can work in both ways. So by itself, it can be the main switch mechanism. Yeah, I, I, I think there is a possibility if let's say the, uh, voltage control efficiency is increased, the error rate is in, reduced, and the, this mechanism itself can, can be the driving mechanism to switch the, the, the MRI along, you know. Uh, another possibility, like you mentioned, is like uh, uh, there's a route actually to combine with SOT and STT as well, you know. Uh, they, they are theoretical prediction. Uh, there was a very nice work by Evgeny Symbols Group so basically, they, they predicted if you have uh, achieved a perfect system, let's say, right? And uh, uh, you could uh, reduce the anisotropy of the system by using voltage with both priorities. So, so right now, the, for voltage-induced switching, I forgot to mention, it, it's a unipolar. So it only, uh, no matter you go up or down, you always use voltage with a certain polarity, let's say negative, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you use positive, you enhance the anisotropy, you know? So, 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 so therefore you cannot switch the device at all. Uh, that's very unique, uh, but the, the difficulty is, like I mentioned, if you send a little bit of longer pulse, you, you over switch it, right? Uh, but, but symbols group, they have sort of a thumb some calculations. They found out uh, if the Fermi level of the system is placed at the right place, then uh, you could reduce the anisotropy by both uh, positive or negative voltage. So in that regard, think of, uh, you can combine this effect with either uh, STD or S SOT. 
Mm -hmm. Particularly STT. So basically now um, you use the voltage to reduce the energy barrier, but you use the current to switch the, the free layer. Right. And you can still do it in a bipolar fashion. So 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 that could be one of the skin as well, how this can, can be actually put into use. Right, yeah, makes sense. Um, is there, um, within your experiments, is there is there one, or you know, probably several, but um, is there one particular you know, physical phenomenon that you're having a really difficult time confirming or verifying the origin of? Yes, yes, there are, there are many. <laughs> I'm sure there are many, I'm sure there are many, but which one is the one that keeps you up at night? So, so the one keeps us at night is uh, actually uh, at, at of this moment, right? For all the effect we try to uh, launch the switching, we need to apply this voltage, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the voltage is large, it's like a, uh, in the order of two volt or above, you know? Uh, normally, in all the studies, study, let's say, how efficient the system is, uh, the voltage applied is about, let's say, 0.5 volt or three quarter volt. But when you go to very high voltage above two volt, and uh, there are some like a very peculiar, peculiar uh, magnetic resistance signal shoot up that cannot be simply a explained by the VCMA effect. So, so that's one thing we are trying very hard to understand as well, because eventually in the switching of the free layer, right? So, so, so you need to apply a large voltage above two volt. But in all the studies so far, uh, including ours, the effect uh, people study how efficient the VCMA are, mostly are carried on the device below one volt, no. So therefore there's a gap between above two volt and below one volt. So there is a very interesting signal that uh, sort of like uh, uh, makes the dependence extremely nonlinear. And that we're still trying to understand that is that uh, the, maybe something related with the, the, the even with MA effect I just talked about predicted by, by symbols group or this is something else, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you know, is there kind of the perfect experiment you can think of that would, that would help clarify that? Not that the equipment exists to do it, but what would be, what would in theory you need to, to do in order to elucidate the, the source there? So I think uh, the challenging part now, it's the, the experiment part we already done, I think what is needed. So we were able to Mayor the uh, the change of the magnetic resistance at a higher voltage under sort of uh, by using very short pulses. The challenge right now it's really on the on the modeling side. So because there are so many sort of effect involved, you know, you you have the regular tunneling magnetic resistance that's already there, right? So then, uh, of course, we are using that to understand the the voltage controlled magnetic anisotropy. The idea is like you have a, a orthogonal junction. So so instead of a collinear, so the two layers of the MTJ is orthogonal. So for example, uh, when we apply a voltage 
then I change how perpendicular this layer is. So uh, apply a uh, in-plane field, then I can gradually tune it to be fully anti-parallel or fully parallel. That would let us know the, the any sort of field of the perpendicular layer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so therefore we're using the, the magnetic resistance to test the anisotropy of the device. And uh, the signal involved are magnetic resistance, uh, the voltage computer anisotropy, and uh, the tunneling anisotropic magnetic resistance uh, is called a TAMR, tunneling anisotropic magnetic resistance. So this is due to the interaction of the magnetic anisotropy to the density of states, therefore it affects the final uh, conductance of the junction. And uh, then you you have uh, the spin hole MR, you know, uh, and uh, you have uh, the spin accumulation effect uh, generating uh, additional signal. So so right now, experimental-wise, I think we already get uh, the we already had the data, but uh, the challenge is like. Uh, I'm working with uh, different people, uh, theorists, trying to uh, put up a model to to account for all the different sources. Mm -hmm. And are you confident that's that's well on the way that that's going to be sorted out? Uh, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before the student graduate working on this project, otherwise it will be this is a very challenging project. It will be very I mean, hard for, for another one to pick up. Yeah. It's a complicated model to develop. Um, so, in this in this effort to reduce, um, you know, MTJ switching currents, um, you know, besides your voltage assist strategies, what what's maybe like a competing um, approach, or is is there one to reduce the current switching? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they are they are quite a few. So, uh, the voltage induced switching is certainly right now. Uh, the leading uh, candidate because if we count energy alone, so this method produces the lowest energy to switch uh, MTJ, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but but there are a few like uh, other promising uh, method. Uh, you you must have heard a lot in recent years. So so one way is to utilize uh, antiferromagnets instead of uh, ferromagnets. The the rationale is like. Uh, I mean, the dynamics can be much faster, right? So, so now the switching will be dominated by the exchange field instead of any sort of field. Exchange field is order magnitude uh, larger. So, so uh, therefore, potentially, I mean, like one, if you can do it, like let's say, a fraction of the time, like a hundred times uh, faster, then it's likely if you don't need a hundred times more energy, the overall energy consumption can be reduced. And the one project right now we're working on is like, uh, instead of, of the, uh, the anti-ferro uh, uh, system, and like I just mentioned in a second, uh, we are focusing on the ferry magnetic system. Uh, the reason being uh, in recent years of study in the, in the I would say uh, around 10 years also, you know, uh, we put a lot of energy in the anti-ferro magnets, but, but the biggest problem is like, uh, for the anti-ferromagnets, the readout signal is really small. The magnetic resistance is really small because you always have this uh, a compensated magnetization with very limited uh, spin polarization. You know, mm -hmm. so so there are different uh, uh, reports, but most of them sizable 
signal is only at a low temperature. So uh, therefore, we're looking at another uh, alternative approach, which is using ferry magnetic system. You know, so the ferry magnetic system uh, is known to have many features of the antiferromagnets. So it it has the staggered moment. You know, and uh, so it has strong exchange interaction, and uh, it even produces a. a a much faster switching, uh, uh, like a sort of a, a new uh, mechanism compared to uh, the switching of the antiferromagnets. Because when you have an inequivalent sublattice, right? So the the dynamics of these two sublattices, they can switch in a way one sort of drag and another. The switching can be made, uh, can be accomplished in a few picoseconds. So uh, of course, this is so far is by mostly by the optical excitation. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but one thing we're working on is like uh, to uh, investigate the, the system with ferry magnets. So the AF-like feature, such as stacked magnetization and the faster dynamics can be started. But meanwhile, the ferry magnets uh, can support, um, can provide a much larger magnetic resistance. So, so therefore, in the end, hopefully, this can produce enough electrical readout signal for MR, but also can be switched much faster uh, than the ferromagnetic uh, free layer. Okay. And how long have you been um, working on the, the ferromagnetic approach? Oh, the ferromagnetic approach is, is rather new. We've been preparing for it for half a year, one year. So, so this part is just a study it's, it's, it's very very new so the uh i think there's a trend in the community as well in the coming years you may see more and more papers and talks in this direction okay something to look forward to <laughs> um is there anything that uh you feel is commonly misunderstood um, about about your research you know questions that come up frequently that um you know, you're not you're not totally aware of why why there's that confusion. Uh, yeah, that is a good question. So, the commonly, well, I I guess one way is like, uh, uh, when people are talking about the the application of uh, uh spintronics, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh. One way is people think about the non-volatile memory. So I, I think one maybe a misconception is like people always assume it's given. You know, you, when you work with a magnetic system, you already have a, 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 a non-volatile, uh, let's say, storage uh, mechanism there, right? Uh, it's not that straightforward. Yeah, you probably know. I mean, like it's even you work with the best material, you still have to spend quite a bit of effort to, for example, to, to design the material, the interface, the stack structure to make sure the, the type of non-volatility required is present. Mm -hmm. So, so in MTJ we talk about delta equal to a sixty or, or forty. So, so many people might automatically think that's uh, that's already there, right? When you work with ferromagnets, but but it's not necessarily so straightforward, you know, right. still need a 
quite some effort to ensure we can have a, a certain number satisfied. Right, can't take that, can't take that for granted. Right, right. Okay. Right. Um, well, I can wind this down pretty quick here. I got one last question for you that's maybe a little, a little change of pace. Um, is, there, is there an idea within magnetism um, that you haven't necessarily worked on, but you're, you're pretty optimistic about and, and follow along you know, when you have the chance? Yes, yes, yeah, definitely there are quite a few, you know. So the, uh, for example, the uh, one, uh, one big direction in recent years, right? This is uh, the neuromorphic computation, you know. Mm -hmm. So we haven't really had a chance to uh, directly work on this, although like uh, we, we, I mean, participated in teams in, in writing proposal, but I myself, my student, we didn't really have a chance to, to really work on the research in this direction. But I, I think this is a, a very exciting uh, new route, you know. Mm -hmm. So so hopefully, although the I talked to a few of my colleagues, right? So they, they sort of think it may be overkill because the, the chaotic uh, nature of a system really uh, like in some sense can be achieved in many other systems other than uh, the system with spin or magnetization. But uh, uh, in this sense, I, I feel it's interesting because once we can understand it and control it, right, in a controllable fashion, and this could be something uh, uh, really exciting and opening a lot of uh, uh, new, new areas in the future. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're ready to jump right in when the time comes. Uh, well, yes, hopefully. <laughs> as ready as anyone can be. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely one, one, one new direction. Another uh, direction is like, uh, uh, for example, sensing, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of colleagues, I know they are doing extremely well uh, because the, the magnetic resistance sensor can be uh, made very like uh, ultra sensitive and uh, very compact. And uh, so, so this, I think, uh, can be something potentially quite uh, impactful as well, if if well designed, right? So to uh, to in 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 a broader medical field, you know, other than just uh, uh, what do we talk about uh, a storage and uh, uh, computing information technology, you know. Thank you again to Dr. Wang for meeting with me and participating in this series. Look for him and the other speakers in the Symposia on Advanced Magnetic Tunnel Junctions in Minneapolis very soon.